What is going on, folks? That was uh, that was one of the funniest moments that I I've had in a long time. <laughs> Chase, was that was that really funny for you? Likewise, yeah. Likewise. I really I really enjoyed that. The, that was the, a that was a great moment. The concept of a Matt Fraser uh, secret identity of Fat Mazer going around <laughs> in disguise at all CrossFit competitions, calling out bullshit reps calling out cheating where he sees it it might be one of the best ideas for a <laughs> youtube series ever What's coming up? this fall fat Mrazer is your nightmare what's up youtubers i'm fat Mazer, and i'm here to bust some ass i'm a ball busting champion judge judge <laughs> anyway folks so uh we started the show a little bit differently today. If you guys didn't notice, we had uh, both a little bit of like a sweet, some crispy, sexy footage, crispy and sexy footage. All That's the right. shenanigans going on here at Wadapalooza, man. Directly from today, actually. Yeah. yeah, that was from this afternoon. And because this is the internet, I shot all that. It's now, <laughs> no, no, actually really, really talented people put that together yes. and it's beautiful and I thought it was pretty dope. I very hope you guys thought it was dope too. With uh, with very very fancy beautiful cameras put yeah. that together, and yeah. we're happy. We're they, we were very lucky to have access to that footage. So thank you very much to Wadapalooza for sharing that. And also, we followed up that sexy little intro with a clip from the interview that Chase and I had with Matt Fraser uh, from last night, which you can watch on on Arm and Hammer TV if you're not already you know someone who's checked it out. But uh, yeah, that's just that that's. That entire situation was really funny. We just kind of like showed up where he told us to show up and then we hung out for like an hour. We like walk through the door and he's just like risking his career on an electric scooter <laughs> right. through he was the just hotel. Riding an electric scooter inside of the suite, not having moved any of the sharp glass furniture that was or just anything. strewn about Reckless everywhere. Abandoned. Yeah. It was pretty it was pretty dope, actually. Yeah. Um, and then we just hung out for a while. We had some dinner and then we, we podcasted a couple separate pieces that ended up being the one big interview that we put in there. So I hope you guys do check that out and enjoy it. But let's talk about Wadapalooza because that's what we're here for. Day three. It's hard to believe there's one day left of Wadapalooza. Yeah. One event for the elites left. Two. Two events. Oh, wait. Two events. They have so the, they announced the second one. They did. They did. Um, Breaking news. I thought right. that was the last event. That, that is announcing. the last event, but they have the deadlift and burpee workout too. Ah, so uh, there's two events remaining for uh, the elites, both the individual and the team divisions. It's kind of crazy that it's passed by both very, very quickly and also very, very slowly. I feel like we've been here for two months, <laughs> and yet it's strange that it's just going to come to an end 24 hours from now. Um, today felt like a blink of an eye. Today felt like an entire week. We did a lot of different things today. Uh, you'll get to see a bunch of that content coming out over the next week or so. But we spent a lot of time with Fakowski, which was really cool. Uh, got some training in, as in as in Chase worked out with Fakowski. Yeah. But um, yeah, we had we had a very long day. It was very 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 fun. Very cool stuff to do. But let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the competition. There's a few things that we need to cover in every division. Mainly, who is going to win? Mm-hmm. based off of you know where the points are right now uh who's going to get the invite yes based off of where the points are right now and what to expect tomorrow in terms of the events so we'll talk a little bit about today and and how that plays into the leaderboard and those first two scenarios and then we'll talk a little bit about tomorrow and what to expect from those workouts 
and how that might play into what the leaderboard will look like at the very end. And let's begin with a look at the men's leaderboard here. And we have it. So if you if you see us not just looking at each other or looking at you, but looking down on the ground, it's not because there's anything particularly wild going on down there. It's just where my laptop happens to be propped up and where all these scores are for us so we can actually read them. But if you catch us looking this way, it's because of our noisy neighbors being noisy. They're having a rave of some sort. So it's dope. It's alert. Miami. It's Saturday night. Nothing happened over there. It's just loud noises. Yeah, it's just it's just a rave going on over there. Uh, so in first place, with a commanding 64-point lead, one Cole Sager. And Sager Tooth Tiger. Dog. Sager Tooth. You said you weren't going to do the, the dad pun. I did it. You 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 roasted me for doing it earlier, and you're like, don't don't do that. I have line. no idea what you're talking about, man. Cole put on a phenomenal performance today, man, in both events. Yeah, yeah, he did really well. Uh, he did really well in both events. Shark bait, nine lives. You can actually see the scores are right there. He took a third and a second place overall in those events. This was a great, great workout for him. Um, you know, he was able to score a whole lot of points. Yeah, and he took seventh in the second part of nine lives. So, mm-hmm. you know, taking a second and a seventh is, uh, is very consistent. That's, that's yeah. consistent performance right there. Yeah. I, I think that was maybe one of my favorite, um, parts of today watching Cole Sager compete on shark bait, uh, as they're entering the water, I think, well, definitely Noah entered the water first. He was way out ahead. Uh, then it was both the Panchak brothers and they both kind of like plugged their nose and like bopped into the water. Yeah. And then right behind them was Reckless just abandoned. Was this gig it's like he doubled in size as he came down the ramp just with like <laughs> unwielding confidence that I'm going to rip this this ocean, this body of water apart. Uh was Cole Sager. And yeah. he just beautiful swan dive in and uh came out came out ahead of the Panchak brothers. He did. Or he just did. about the same time. Um it Pretty was cool. It was a really good performance out of him. Um that shark big event was uh, was it was basically all pistols. The swim was kind of like a break in the middle there. Yeah. Uh, anyone who who you know at that level who's competing will tell you that the swim was not really an issue in, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, it wasn't the, the conditions weren't rough. It was a little bit choppy because of wind, so there's some sort of like you know cross wind pushing some waves into into the athletes as they're swimming in specific directions. But it wasn't enough to be uh, anything more than a slight distraction. So the workout really came down to the like 170 pistols that they had to do, or 160 it was, pistols. It was an obnoxious amount, yeah. So um, very, very uh, impressive performance out of Cole Sager across the full day, putting him deep into first place. I mean, at yeah. this point, with only 200 points remaining, it's going to take a lot for Vellner to secure his second title in a row at Wadapalooza. Yeah, he's going to have to have. I mean, he has to have a a near-perfect performance, and Cole's going to have to biff it on both the workouts tomorrow, and I just don't see that happening. Yeah, Cole's Um, just too consistent. Yeah, yeah, and just a reminder, I mean, heading into the day, Cole was behind first place by four points. That was the the margin of, uh, you know, uh, between first and second was just four points, and now we we fast-forward to the day. And it's, um, I'm not good at math, but that is definitely more than four points. Slightly more than four point lead. I mean, it, it's 578 to 514. Yeah, that's that's a little bit more than four. Yeah. Um, and the person who was in first place, Travis Williams, has started careening down the leaderboard. Uh, really, I think, I'm not going to say it was his fault, 
But let's go ahead and take a look at these workouts here. Uh, what could have possibly dropped him down the leaderboard? A seventh place finish, shark bait. That's not that bad. No, not about third place finish all. in the first part of nine lives. That's not that that bad. And oh, thirty second place finish in the God, second man. part of nine lives. I we. I don't know about you, but I watched I watched the soul and spirit exit Travis's body during that event. Yeah, it was it was dope. I mean, he's <laughs> he's dope. He's all about show up and blow up. Uh, Travis has, as we've described many many times, unwavering confidence in his ability to start literally as fast as he possibly can and keep that pace across any time domain. It makes no difference to him. He's just ready to go. Yeah, and it did not quite pan out in his favor with basically a last place finish in the second part of nine lives and i'm sure and of course that's definitely frustrating but man that that is a brutal event um especially after a full day of workouts a full weekend of workouts that have been taxing your core to some extent to then go into something like chest bars at high intensity clean and jerks high intensity power snatches high intensity and toe to bar uh, your your hip flexors your your that that whole chain is it's quit it's pretty much quit on you um and i think that's what we saw is just a complete um you know complete failure for the wheels to keep turning for travis yeah there's there's been a lot of high power output stuff in this weekend's competition for sure um you know and these two workouts back to back uh are no exception it was brutal it, it was brutal um we saw a, an uncharacteristically low finish out of Pat Vellner in the second part of Nine Lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it just the that first part does take a big toll on people. And man, Vellner is usually really good at pacing his way through things, and he's usually really well prepared. I didn't have a great vantage point, so I couldn't exactly tell what may or may not have gone wrong during that workout. But it might have just well been the workout was overwhelming. Well, he from from where I was sitting. He took a spill on the first part of Nine Lives. He fell fell during the chest bar, um, and I he he didn't look a hundred percent all right after that. Like kind of shook up, like kind of it you know it just kind of took him out of the flow. Uh, he was still able to obviously go on and finish that event strong. He came in fourth, but uh, I I feel like that might have impacted his 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 second part of nine if lives. anyone should be able to deal with what can go wrong will go wrong it should be percent torn bicep velner pat falling off of the top of but how the many falls do you velner. get pat my my plate just took a stroll across the competition oh my god velner. i forgot about that one that's there's so many good pat velner stories pat my bike exploded <laughs> while i was riding it velner god pat needs to have like an entire series of like everything that's gone wrong in his competitive crossfit career for him to even, to even be as good as he is overcoming all of that craziness that has has been sort of like baked into like every single one of his his big performances um, you know, I, I, I just think it's an uncharacteristically low finish, which tells me that maybe something is up. I don't know. Maybe it's just, it's just not, it just doesn't feel right for him to get a 19th place finish. I mean, I, I was, I was super close to where he, where his, uh, his starting point was for that, for this event. And it, it looked like all three, um, Travis, Pat and, uh, Cole were just having like a hell of a time trying to bounce back for that second part of nine lives. Um, Pat. Pat and Travis in particular, and I, I, 
you know, I, I'm not 100% sure if he was looking at Travis, but right, right before, right before they started to count down, he's, he's standing, Pat Vellner's standing with his hands on his hips and he kind of is looking down and he looks at Travis and he kind of does like this, like, fuck, I guess we got to really do this <laughs> type of deal. You know, it, it was just kind of like this exasperated look kind of like, God fucking damn it. <laughs> I just want to be in bed. I just want to go to bed. I've been thinking of a new song as my alter ego, Ed Sheeran, and I really want to finish that up. Yeah, it, it's it's a cool workout, but it's also, I'm sure it's brutally nasty. It's like, <laughs> it's like doing grace with a little bit of Fran in there as fast as you can. And then coming out and doing Isabel yeah. with a little bit of and bullshit toe to bar. It's in there. more than Grace too. It's like it's twenty percent more reps than Grace, and it's almost twenty percent heavier than Grace. Yeah. So you're talking about four thousand percent more work happening yeah. in such a short. That's period how math of time. works. Yeah, yeah. I think you double it and then triple it, and then you square it. Twenty times twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> that's. That's kind of the big lead stories, right? Uh, based off of tomorrow's events, the first event being... Um, deadlift and burpees. The deadlift and burpee couplet. My guess is Travis is probably going to do pretty well at that. But I, I, I hope so. I think I think if Travis doesn't come out and do well, then that's a sign that he is, right. he's already put a fork in it, put his put his weekend in a body bag. But you know who else is pretty good at those, of those workouts, those movements? Like for a, a little bit of volume and a little bit of movement? Mr. Accidental 600-pound deadlift Patrick Vellner. I'm oh, sorry, that's Dr. Accidental 600-pound deadlift Patrick Vellner. Accidental doctor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so I think, He's I think got he'd a be able pulling to, power. to move through you know, something that's a little bit heavier than you usually see for a big workout like that you know, relatively easily as long uh, yeah. as his, you know, his CNS isn't too That's going to be exciting and brutally quick workout to watch. Yeah. So. Um, Cole's deadlift isn't great or hasn't been great i mean we haven't seen him test a max deadlift in a long time but his right. de- his his top end deadlift has traditionally not been really that strong but his yeah. volume deadlifts are okay so i'm, I'm curious to see how he stands yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested to see because um just kind of basing off how i've seen cole at other events um he looks a little bit more thick he looks like he's got maybe just a little bit more going on in the trunk you, for these deadlift pulls. your boy cole's been doing some bodybuilding maybe who knows uh, yeah, whatever and I, it is, it's working because he's doing really, really and well. And if they've right been now. a weakness up to this point, you know, I, I'm pretty confident he's probably working on it. He's and probably, probably working on it a lot. Yeah, he's a smart guy. Smart guy. <laughs> big probably brain in that big head. It. Yeah. So you know the the first place to second place gap is relatively large, but the second place down to about fifth place gap is pretty small. It's it's pretty tight there. You know, Pat Vellner, Travis Williams. And then rounding out fourth and fifth, Saxon Patrick, Noah Olson. These are athletes, you know, one of whom, Saxon Patrick, is really fighting for that qualifying spot. So the qualifying spot at this point basically comes down to Saxon Patrick and Spencer Panchik. And there's a 32-point difference between them. That's that's achievable. 100%. A 200 points remaining in the competition, that is not a safe gap. That's not a safe lead at all. No, Saxon cannot rest. He can't let up um, going into into the final day here. Um, and I, Spencer's been super impressive all weekend. So yeah, Spencer I mean, won that that first nine lives part. Yeah, yeah. So he had a really good day today as well. I, I think that'll be an exciting right race that you're going to want to pay attention to. Um, just Panchex duking it out. Yeah, 
but essentially the entire podium is still available, right? And that's that's tens of thousands of dollars of prize money. That too. That's Cash still hanging money, out dog. there. Yeah, that's still hanging out there on the men's side. So the men's side competition, it's it's really shaping up to be an exciting Sunday. Uh, you can you almost wish there was more scored events, right? Yeah. The, there are two scored events. We talked about the deadlift burpee one. The the last scored event is a chipper. It's like fifty. Uh, 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 50 uh, wall ball wall ball that's mm-hmm. the word I was looking for 40 calorie ski yes uh, 30 dumbbell snatch correct 20 somethings and then it's 15 bar and then muscle 15 ups. bar muscle ups I think they have it written here somewhere yeah let's I forget what the 20 it. is uh, let's see did they publish it yeah oh 20 box jump over so it's Ooh, 50 wall ball 40 cal ski 30 dumbbell snatch 20 box jump overs and those and wall balls are at 30 pounds 15 bar muscle-ups yeah so it's going to be a big it's going to be a big chipper um moving through that one at at a, at a, a breakneck pace travis williams is going to start very very quickly um this you know he might be able to do okay with something like this doesn't seem like I, the longest this, this workout. has pat Velner written all over it to me all right okay i i'm, I'm confident show enough show enough <laughs> show but that's going to be the last event and it i i my guess is the race is going to come down to this. It's uh, for both Spencer the, and, and uh, well Saxon. for both the podium finishing and the, the games invite. The games invite. I don't think it's going to be set before the last event happens. There's just too small of a point gap mm-hmm. between all those athletes for that to be the case. Now we've looked at the men's side. Let's go ahead and switch gears to the women's side of the competition smoosh that over so we can look at today's workouts and uh wild second place first place is tia claire Toomey, sarah sigmund's daughter they're they really are going toe-to-toe right now and there's not that big of a gap between 16 points um that's essentially four spots over the course of the weekend that's it just four spots over the course of the weekend is that 16 points um really it's like three and a half spots but let's call it four spots so this has been a very, very close race between Tia Claire Toomey and Sarah Sigmazar. They're basically going tit for tat. Just yeah, they're going and back and forth. Um, it just so happened that um, Tia did enough today to stay on top of the leaderboard. Um, but that's not to say like Sarah's not going to come out and just completely crush that deadlift burpee workout and you know be back on top going into the final event. Um, and yeah, on the final event, like. That's that's a big that's a big toss up. It's like who's gonna want it more? It is. Uh, it's gonna. I think it's gonna come down to. Um, I think it's gonna come down to those uh, those last bar muscle ups. Really, I mean the. the I hope the, so. That'd the, be exciting finish. It, it it everything else leading up to that point is is so well balanced. I think between the two of them that it definitely is gonna come down to who can who can hold on to the bar for those that last round. But I do want to point out. That Sarah Sigmund's daughter has maybe the most impressive nine lives performance out of everybody that did it today. Yeah, she it took gnarly. second place in both of them. Second place in both of them. And her second place finishes, by the way, it was two seconds from first place in the first version of nine lives. And it was two seconds from first place in the second version of nine lives. The <laughs> same insane. human being did both those workouts in under three minutes. That's wild. It is. It's more than wild. It's almost unbelievable. Like it almost is one of those situations where you're like, 
Did someone miscount a rep? Did someone miscount some reps? Like, what? it almost she makes did 30, no sense. She? She it's, did all, 30. it's like she replaced her entire cardiovascular system with a fresh one during the break. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, okay. Yeah, that was a big update di- installed. That was a big difference between between the men's field and the and the women's field there. The men, the men's field, everybody crashed and burned. Yeah, man, they are all <laughs> they are all messed up. And then on the women's field, a lot of them were just kind of like, "All right, I gotta bend over, but like, and catch my breath, but otherwise, I'm fine. This is fine. I'm yeah. fine. Everyone's fine. Let's do this." Where the where the men's field really narrows down after you get from first to second place, the women's field does the exact opposite. It spreads out dramatically. Yeah. So. When you have this, you have the sixteen-point gap, and I think the reason why it spreads out dramatically is because Sarah and Tia have both been very consistent in placing super high in yeah. these workouts, and by placing really high in the workouts, they're just eating up as many of the points as possible. Everyone else behind them is placed where they are because they're very consistent, but not with the same types of peaks in their performance. Yeah, and because of that, they can't really gobble up a ton of points either here or there. And so it spreads the leaderboard down the line a ton. So when you look at 16-point difference between first and second, there's a nearly 50-point difference, a a 46-point difference between... uh, Fourth and fifth. uh, Between second and third. Oh, shit. Yeah, and there's over 100 points from second to fifth. Mm -hmm. So it really is is a much wider spread across this um and we talked actually one of the athletes we talked about yesterday was brooke wells or maybe the first day was brooke wells and she she's had a really good solid couple days she's pushed her way all the way back up to sixth place definitely looking like the the usual brooke wells you know after after, that that loose event i mean you write you write down a an event that's not ideal for brooke wells that's about it that's about it and the bounce back like she has has been it's been really impressive and right now, the invite on the women's side is in the hands of uh, one Emily Rolf. Rolf. Canadian superstar. She got the invite from Granite Games last year, right? I believe so. I yeah. want to say yes. Stud. Yeah. Um, and Colleen Foch is the next person non-invitee down. So we're talking about eighth place on the women's side, 10th place being the the next one closest and they have uh they have what is that 16 point gap between the two of them very much manageable Uh, gap i mean that's that's almost negligible going into a day with 200 points and a day that has such disparate capacities being tested Mm -hmm. this fast barbell cycling high high deadlift uh, high intensity deadlift burpee couplet and then this like you know high power output chipper to end the day uh that that's that that's two very different things that are being tested there. It's going to be really interesting to see. Like Colleen Foch is incredibly strong. She's one of the larger athletes in the field. Yep. Uh, you know the things that are going to work against her are like the bar muscle ups or the box get overs that are going to happen. Yeah, in that, man. That last event. Yeah. Look, looking at these two events, uh, and you know, just just. Based off what I, I've seen from Emily Rolf uh, at Granite Games and at this competition, um, I think it's it's in her favor. Both these events, it's it's some capacity shit, man, and she's definitely got a lot of that. I I wouldn't count I wouldn't count Colleen Foch out specifically because that that last workout that chipper. First of all, big deadlift. 
she's strong. She's, she's a little bit taller, so there's a little bit more range of motion, but she's super strong. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't count her out because that last chipper, it has starts with heavy wall ball. Heavy wall balls. And it has a big chunk of ski calories right after that. Yeah. And then it's a it's it's a, a moderate-ish weight dumbbell snatch. Yeah. And those are three things that, that will, in fact, favor a larger, stronger, more powerful athlete. And... So I think if she can if she can pace herself right, if she can really push herself in the right positions, maybe you know, uh, get get somebody uh, some other athletes off their game mm-hmm. to sort of you know bait them into trying to keep up with her, right? Yeah. To middle 100%. middle between her and uh, and yeah, Emily Rolf, and then and start getting into people's heads. Essentially, the worst thing Rolf can do is be right beside Foch. Starting during those wall balls, yeah, and then trying to keep up with her, yeah, during those um, wall balls, that'd be that'd be a bad move. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see how that goes. But uh, you know the the team competition, if we're gonna take a look at that here, is yeah. really interesting in that uh, it's still tight. very tight. There's only two points between first place and second place. Mayhem Freedom and Team Goat. Yeah, yeah, it, and honestly, between these top three teams, like they they haven't really given any other teams opportunities to get points uh wits fallen off a little bit here but still impressive i mean they're still way ahead of fourth place mayhem independence um yeah yeah it's been a it's been a really fun race it has been a very fun race um the the qualifying position here so there's there's some interesting situations with the team side because of how team qualifying works so a little bit of background here. When your team qualifies, the only way a team can qualify is by the sanctional process. So they either have to win or be the top placing team that does not already have a berth at the CrossFit Games. And therefore, the uh, the, the team process takes a little bit long. It takes a little bit of time because you have to lock in your roster. So once you earn your spot by winning a sanctional, mm-hmm. you're given a, a certain period of time, you know, you get your invite, then you're given about a week to lock in your roster. Your roster has to include the four people that qualified you, so the four athletes that are on your team that that won that sanctional or were the top team at that sanctional and two alternates. Out of that six, you can field any four, any two males, two females. So what that really means is that you can bring on two ringers onto your team to qualify them, qualify Mm -hmm. your team, and then assign your alternates to be the people that you actually want to compete. Yeah, similar to what we saw Ramwa do last year. Right. We saw a couple of different teams do that last year. Uh, We saw a super team uh, out of Australia do that last year. The ex-Terminators were able to do that last year. So uh, the, the rule book, however, says that if your team qualifies or wins a sanctional with team members that already have a team berth, you cannot get the invite. And the reason behind that is because you can't be on more than one team roster and you're required to roster the team that qualifies you. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. So what we're looking at here, and the reason why I'm going over all that information is because if you look at Team GoWad, two of the teammates, Taylor Williamson and Andrew Nissler, they already have a team spot that they already won in Dubai in team wit. When you have these athletes, uh, Michael Smith, Joshua, Alchama, uh, um, these are athletes that already have, uh, individual births as well. They're not going to take it. They're right. not going to take the spot. Right. Um, 
they might end up taking it, but they're not going to take the spot, basically. Yeah, it's high, it's highly you doubtful that that's what's going to happen. So, and, and that brings Bam Independence as basically in the quote unquote qualifying spot, right? Yes. Um, so the the team competition is a little bit messier because of that, right? So if like Wit Team Wit doesn't have team members that are already qualified through other teams. But yeah, they have a bunch of individuals. They have a bunch of individuals qualified. that aren't going to be the ones who, who take that team. So that team might end up taking the qualification. They might be in the, the qualifying spot yeah. by the end of the weekend. Because realistically, only two of them need to decide that they're going team. Exactly. And then they can just sub out Sam Briggs. They can sub out one of the others with whoever. Bingo. And they can just bogard that spot. Chase they, gets they, it. They earned it. They deserve it. Chase gets it. You guys get it? You guys get it too, right? Because Chase gets it. Yeah, you guys should be able to get it because I can hardly read. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the, the competition here at Wadapalooza is definitely shaping up to be a tight one going into the final day. Um, you know, I, I, like, I like what they've done so far with the, the format. They essentially solved a, a really tough problem, right? The, the problem was the elite athletes were essentially being forced to compete all day long last year. Yeah, they're they're taking what essentially could have been a a whole 5-hour day for these athletes and stretching it out into a you know 12-hour day. Right. By having so, them come in the morning, compete, midday compete, yeah. evening compete. And it's that's brutal on the athletes. It's very very difficult on the athletes. It's particularly difficult on the athletes here at Wadapalooza because there are thousands of people competing and there's four different stages. And so the warm-up area is much more crowded. They don't have the elite athletes don't have their own space in the warm-up area. They share the warm-up area with all the other athletes that are competing. So mm-hmm. thousands of people are sharing the space. You know, it, it's much more difficult. The corralling requires a little bit more logistics. So you're waiting maybe a little bit longer before your heat actually begins. It just makes things a little bit more challenging. And when there's so much money and a qualifying spot for the CrossFit Games on the line, you have to address that athlete experience. And I think this solution of taking what is a three-day competition and spreading it across four days, right? None of the athletes on the elite side had any morning events. No, All the events started in the afternoon. So an afternoon event and an evening event every single time. So that is a that's an elegant solution. I mean, they, they ended up having a really big Thursday. I felt like Thursday was was rivaling like the weekend days from the yeah, previous years. It was, it was wild day one. So it's been it's been a really interesting uh, it's been a really interesting weekend. I think um, there are of course things that like you know like they're they were prepared for rain on that first night. You know, they were like, we're not doing overhead lunges. We're going to do front rack lunges. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did see some slips off the bar. Yeah, today. Tonight. So they were prepared for rain the first night. There maybe was, underestimated the tonight. Were, yeah, there was some slips off the bar. There was some slips on the slick mats. Uh, some people tripping and falling. You know, it's... Ideally, you have a solution for everything, but sometimes, you, you know, them's the breaks, dogs. And uh, that's the best you can do. Just tell them to go slow, even though they're racing. Tell them to go slow, even though they're racing. Um, let's see if uh, let's see if we have any questions. I'm just pulling up Pat the questions here. Pat has used here. all nine lives. Yeah, Pat has used Accurate. all nine lives. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and take a look at the the questions and comments on YouTube here. Uh, Dobromir Gospodinov. I'm really happy that I was able to say that without like like totally butchering it. I hope I didn't butcher it too badly. He says, uh, "Could Travis Williams be a perennial top ten at the CrossFit Games if he starts pacing?" 
that's like that's like asking like would we be insanely wealthy if we could practice alchemy and turn lead into gold like i I think it's more i think it's more more similar to uh being like could flash be a meaningful member of the justice league if he couldn't run super fast no no (laughs) travis williams has to go full dummy it is who he is um and you know we see him knock it out of the park sometimes um and then sometimes it doesn't pay off but I think that's what makes Travis Travis. I think if we saw a pacing Travis, it would just be, you know, he'd be bottom of the pack. I think, I think you might be right. I think the thing that makes Travis Travis is the fact that he has unwavering confidence in his ability to be a straight rocket ship during every event. (laughs) He's like, no matter what it is, I bet, I I bet when he saw Usain Bolt break the world record for the hundred meter dash, he was like, I could could probably do it. I, I, what is that? Six seconds. Here's the thing about <laughs> here's the thing about Travis that I love. I can guarantee you, even up until up until the moment that he was like, I don't ever want to do this ever again in the in like the toaster bar and snatches. Literally up until the moment, basically until time was called. I guarantee you, he was confident that he could catch whoever's in front of him. And that type of confidence, we've said it before. We said it. We said it over the past couple of days. We're gonna say it again. Get that type of confidence in your life. Be a little bit more Travis Williams in your life. Because when you're making your coffee in the morning, think about what would Travis Williams do? WWTWJ. WWTWJD. What would Travis Williams Jesus do? Yeah. Yeah. Be more like Travis Williams, everybody. Not too much like him. Yeah, just, you're, you'll just, lose all your friends. Just more like Travis Williams. Uh, let's see. Haley seems to be hanging with the big dogs very well in tough challenges. Uh, that's from Jenny Sock. 100% agree with that. Dude, yeah. She is a um, she's a monster. Haley's the real deal, man. She's got the eye of the tiger. I mean, I, I was right. And it's not I was, just the RBF. She no, no. actually literally has the eye of the tiger. Yeah, I was right, right on top of her lane uh, for that final event and like it's dialed in it's it's fierce man she's uh she's a she's a killer so uh, very excited to see how that develops i've told this story before but very quickly i'll I'll recap it here the um the Haley adams that i saw training right before the crossfit games with team mayhem was at a, a capacity that is hard to describe. What I mean by that is she did 12 workouts across a day and a half. And each of them was like Saturday night in the tennis stadium type workouts. Shit. Like each of them was just we're getting after it. We're ready to do this. Even in the middle of all that, by the way, she had like this awful running workout where like her shoe exploded and her feet was like her feet. Like we call that Zion Williamson. Yeah. She, she pulled a Zion Williamson. Her shoe exploded while she was doing a running workout. She was like super frustrated by that and was still able to come back and do like even more stuff. Yeah. It was, it's really wild. So, you know, the, the, the Haley Adams that we're seeing here is just a more mature, more competition experienced version of that 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 uh, athlete that we saw take top ten at the games last year. Um, I'm I wouldn't want to put the pressure on her 
uh, and say, hey, they're going to be always in the top 10. Like, this is the expectation. But realistically speaking, she has she has the toolkit to compete against the best in the world regularly. And she's proven that this season for sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, it'll be... It'd be wild to see in two years, you know, if she's able to develop. Uh, I, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but I think the size, if she becomes the size of one of these larger athletes. Yeah, she's physically not, she hasn't physically matured yet. Yeah. Right? She's 19. You yeah, she, give her give her a couple more years of actually lifting some weights. You know, her front squat's going to go up and her clean's going to skyrocket. And, and right now she's able to keep up. She's able to keep up. So imagine if she does get that, uh, you know, more solid baseline of strength on top of the engine that she has built, on top of the aerobic capacity that she has at, at her at her fingertips, and uh, you know, along with the competition mindset yeah. that she already already possesses, it's it's frightening to think about. You know, we're, we we have to we have to breed and create something to take down the fitness terminator. <laughs> You have to breed and create something. To take you think it's entirely possible that that Haley is actually, <laughs> actually sent someone came back from the future yeah. to bring Haley on board yeah, at Mayhem? It's like a future that's like twenty seventy five. Like, Tia Claire Toomey has won the past fifty eight CrossFit games in a row. Rick Sanchez is like came back in time. He's like, don't ask questions, Haley. You got to move to Cookville, Tennessee, and, and train with Henshaw. Haley, get big, bye. <laughs> get big, bye. <laughs> Yeah, that probably happened. Um, I think that's <laughs> that fact. Probably definitely happened. Uh, let's see. Eddie Lima says, "Will we be will we be able to see any of the events afterwards?" I know that right now you have to pay a subscription, but it would be great, even if just in a few days' time. It's been hard not watching. Highly doubt it, dog. I'm gonna go ahead and say there's a very, 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 very. There's more of a chance of Travis Williams being a perennial top ten individual games athlete than there is for that to happen that's pretty hurtful but also accurate the, the fact is uh flow sports flow elites business model is based off of exactly what you just described it's based off of i want to watch this and therefore i'm willing to pay to watch this mm-hmm. right so uh the fact that you're interested in watching it tells is, them that there's a market exactly it tells them there's a market of people that are willing to pay for it yeah, so you gotta come at them with reverse psychology I don't, no one wants to watch this this is stupid i would never <laughs> if you were to put this up for free on youtube right now i definitely wouldn't watch it none of us i'd probably download it come on we're talking about yeah maybe later maybe like two years yeah come pop up come on my recommended later no uh unfortunately i don't I, I to answer your question more seriously eddie i do not think that that is a realistic expectation flow has done stuff like that in the past Usually, though, it's one or two events from the weekend. Exactly. It's one or two events from the weekend to kind of show off what it is that they do. And then uh, even then, (laughs) that usually only happens before another upcoming event as sort of like a marketing thing to show off what they do. Hey, that's actually uh, so we have what is this drama athlete uh, asking about the the Travis Williams, Brent Fikowski uh, in-house bet going yeah, on. Yeah, bet number two. So bet number two was, and we, we talked about this yesterday. This went so Bet terribly. number two was nine lives. Travis Williams bet uh, bet Fikowski to win $40. He bet Fikowski 20 bucks to win 40 bucks. That he was going to take uh, 
190 points across those two events, which means either first place and third place or second place <laughs> or and both, second place. Yeah, both second place, um, which is what Sarah did. Yeah. Uh, what, end up, what ended up happening? What happened was... What happened was... He took he took like uh, none of that. He took like fourth place or something. Yeah, and fourth then, and, uh, and then last thirty second. <laughs> yeah. yeah, straight last. And uh, right now, I know where Fakowski is. Right now, Fakowski is at a Miami Heat game with Matt Fraser being ballers. But my guess <laughs> waiting is waiting for his opportunity to go play. He's just rubbing. Travis Williams is for twenty dollars in singles all over his body. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, it feels so good to win that bet. No, the the uh, I think what people, I I hope that people don't misunderstand or misconstrue that situation. Travis and Brent are are friends, right? If you look at like the open humiliation, Travis is one of the perennial guys who's involved in that. The dude lost basically every week this past open like it was he, rough he was openly humiliated every week this year but that crew of dudes they have this uh they have this ongoing text group this chat group and, and it doesn't just stop when the opens over they continue to talk shit to each other all year long savages which is where these bets came from and uh god what i i would be so interested to be a fly on the wall in that chat room because it would really i think uh, show off a side of CrossFit that does not get a lot of a lot of play. <laughs> um, all right, let's see if there's any last second questions here. Um, yeah, did we miss anything here? Uh, someone said, did we hear anything um, regarding Haley getting heat exhaustion? I did and not. I, I hear didn't anything hear anything about, about, that. about that. No, I did not hear anything. I heard that there were uh, there were some athletes that like really took a hard hit through the uh through the loose event because it was very warm it was really hot and humid that day uh, yeah. especially compared to athletes that are coming from much colder climates yeah and plus it's your first event yeah out here you know uh i would be i would be surprised if the top athletes did not do something earlier that day to move and get a sweat because the last thing you want is the first sweat of the day to be competition ruck pack loose in a very hot and humid that's environment. a formula for a bad time that's you're gonna have a bad time you're yeah. you're you're, you're essentially pizza when you need the french fry your pizza and when you need a french fry you're gonna have a bad time that's rules to live by that's just that's just the facts right there um anyway folks I hope you guys enjoyed this. Hope you guys had a good time. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for hanging out with us. Uh, that's Chase. Hiya. I'm Armin. Uh, this has been a, a recap of... Day three. Day three, Saturday at Wadapalooza. Uh, the final day of Wadapalooza is Sunday. You can only watch it live on Flow Elite. So that's, that's the only way to watch it. I know a lot of people are going to ask that question at the very end here. Totally cool. Um, in case I can't get to it, I just want to answer it right here. Mm-hmm. But we are on on the the ground and we're doing these we're in recaps. the fields. That's right. Uh, we're boots on the ground. Boots on the ground. And we're doing these recaps each night. So we'll have another one of these tomorrow night, uh, probably around the same time, hopefully a little bit earlier, depending on how late the event goes. Ideally earlier. Ideally earlier. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and 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 hope you guys enjoy uh, what you're what you're getting out of this? I mean, we're doing we're doing some cool, pretty cool stuff. I think we've had some pretty cool content over the past couple of days, and there's even more coming. Yes, so more on the way. Yeah, stay tuned. Subscribe. 
to I got, the channel. I got roasted by Fakowski all day today just for your guys' entertainment. And most of it I didn't even get on camera, but it was all hilarious. Yeah. We're going to have to great. recap all that to you later <laughs> at some point. But until then, remember, folks, there's a whole lot going on in our sport. Easy to miss some of the most interesting and exciting stories. That's what I'm here for, and that's what Chase is helping me with this weekend. Thank you so much for all your support, and we will catch you tomorrow night. Later. Bonum. It's the HBO sound. Bum, 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 bum.